What's up? This is Clay Dieters from The Issue. You're listening to The Hook Rocks with Jay Scott. Check out our new song, Fallen. It's now available on all streaming platforms. What's going on? What's happening? It is Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, great network of music-related podcasts with such hosts like my friends in the Shout Out Loudcast, Tom and Zeus. We just did a great collaborative episode called The Zeppelin Chronicles, where we talked about Led Zeppelin 1. That was a lot of fun as well as Murph, the super fan, also joined us. We also have Vinny Apice, Carmen Apice, on the Hanging and Banging podcast on Pantheon, as well as rock historian Martin Popoff, Mistress Carrie, and Baco from Cobras and Fire, as well as many more. There's something there for every type of music fan, whether it's vinyl, whether it's, gosh, anything, anything. I think they even have a podcast where they discuss every scene of the movie Almost Famous which is very interesting. As far as The Hook Rocks, you can follow us on Twitter at The Hook Rocks. You can follow us wherever you do get your podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever. Don't forget to set your app to automatic download so you get the latest and greatest Hook Rocks podcast right to your phone so you always stay in tune with the great new bands that we talk to, the legacy artists that we interview, and great music topics such as how streaming services have proposed the lowest royalty rates in the history of music. Christine Eagle and I tackled that subject. We also just had Emer Reynolds, the director of the Phil Lina from Thin Lizzy documentary Songs for While I'm Away. Talk to her while she was in Dublin about the film and what she wanted to basically show the personality side, the empathetic personality side of Phil Lina and his lyrics. It's a great documentary. Hope you all get a chance to check out that um, I've, I've watched it probably two or three times. It's absolutely phenomenal. We've also had some great new bands on as well. Seven Stones, The Odd Even, Crashing Wayward, which was just the last new music spotlight we did, as well as a host of others. And we have another new music spotlight. It's the fourth time one of the members of the band has been on the show. And the first time, well, second time for another one, we interviewed him as well in a car outside a studio earlier this year. And then we have their new drummer, 
as well. I'd like to welcome in Abby K, Diego, and Zach. What's going on? How are you? Hi, how are you? Doing well. Thank you very much for doing this. Been looking forward to doing this for a while. I know we've had some, well, I've had some scheduling issues here, but thanks for your patience and thanks for finally coming on. Yeah, no problem. We're excited to be here. Yeah, so you guys got like a lot going on. I mean, well, first, let's talk with Zach because we got to ask Zach the question because it's the first time Zach's been on the show. And I don't know if we asked Diego this too, but he can let us know. But basically, the show is the hook. And just like every rock song hooks you in as a hook that hooks you in. Every rock fan has a moment, whether it's a song, an album, band, or performance. Zach, what hooked you on rock and roll? Uh, I mean, I've liked, I grew up listening to classic rock ever since I was a kid. That's what my parents listened to all the time. And so the first, I guess, rock band I ever listened to was the Eagles with my dad. And so I've been a fan of them ever since. And, uh, you know, as I got older, I just uh, learned about more and more artists. So, awesome, Diego. Do we ever ask you this question too? The last time you were on, I don't think I've been asked this question. No. All right, so let's pose the question to Diego. Just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in, every rock fan has a moment, a song, a band, an album, or performance that hooked you on rock and roll. My hooked moment was. When I was nine years old, I would, you know, I spent a lot of time on YouTube. And one day, for some reason, I got a recommended video for Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle, the music video. And I clicked on it because I was curious. And I felt like my brain reached 100% capacity. Like, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And it's just all been downhill since then. More and more rock. Awesome. I remember when that video world premiered on a Saturday night at midnight at Headbangers Ball. And it mm-hmm. fell flat didn't do anything for like 10 months and they had to re-release it. And once they re-release it, the band just blew up and went crazy. But originally didn't do anything for the band. It was just, it just, it was just, yeah, it was dead on arrival pretty much. <laughs> so it's one of those interesting things that, uh, you know, sometimes a band just needs to be repackaged or it's all about timing. You know, the timing wasn't right. So, well, you guys have been crushing it this past year. Um, lots of great things happening for all of you. It's so exciting to see this happening. Uh, I know the tour with Nita Strauss just ended, or the first the first leg of the tour just ended, and that had to be a crazy moment, a great crazy moment, plus all the music you guys have been doing and all the opportunities. You guys are really gelling as a band, coming together as a band. Um, this is really exciting time for all three of you. What can you tell us about 2021 as far as where things are going, where things came from? So 2021, man, this year has been so crazy. It started out January 1st. Diego and I had never met each other. Um, and I basically asked him at the beginning of the year, Hey, do you want to play guitar on one of my songs? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, do you want to fly out and be in the music video? Okay. Yeah, that works. Um, so we filmed the music video for Pay Attention in maybe February. 
um, January, February, and then that was released in April. And ever since, I added Diego to the lineup. I mean, he's just such a hard worker, and yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and we work really well together, especially now that we have Zach. Um, we're just we're on the same page, and we're ready to work. And I think from April when Pay Attention was released till now, it's just our career has doubled. Um, we've worked on this for I have for almost five years now, and just this past year, more stuff has happened than the four years before that. Um, so we, after Pay Attention came out, we went to Nashville for the first time as a band, and we recorded three singles with Troy Laqueta, um, drummer for Tesla. And that was just a crazy experience. Um, we recorded Pay Attention in all of our bedrooms without knowing each other. And so being in the same room, writing and recording music was just that was such a different experience that we all loved. Um, so we released two of those singles. Um, that was Dodging a Bullet, I Swear, and then more recently Because of You. And the third single will be on our debut album. Um, so we worked over the summer. We had our first five-day mini tour. And um, that basically led us up to opening for Nita Strauss um, the first time. And that was... I think seven shows starting in New Orleans, ending at the Whiskey A Go Go. And I I could cry talking about how incredible that was. And we had so much fun. And at the end of the tour, Nita came up to me and she was like, Hey, we have January dates. And when she said that, I was just, Whoa, what? What's happening? Um, and then so that that was a little bit of a conversation and then their tour manager, Drew, came up to me at the end of the show and he said, hey, we'll see you in January. I was like, mm, what just happened? So, you know, we had to email back and forth and get stuff situated. But, I mean, probably less than a week after the first leg of the tour ended, we were confirmed for the January tour. And so it's just it's really good to see that all of this work we've put in the past five years and especially this past year it's all starting to kind of pay off. Absolutely. You know, and knowing you for the last couple of years, Abby, I know how hard you work, you know, and I, and I've seen it, I, you know, the way you market yourself, the way you connect with people, the way you follow up with people. Um, and that stuff really does matter. And as someone has seen you now, this is the fourth time, you know, you've come on the show um, I'm excited for you because I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I think it's, you know, the band that you have now with Diego and Zach, I think it's, um, I think it's important to surround yourself with people that are moving in the same direction. All boats are going in the same direction. And I think that's, that's a big thing, especially as young as you guys are, um, you know, that can't be, be overlooked because when you do have, you know, kind of a, a tire, on a car that isn't at, you know, at the, at the, at the, you know, the air capacity, it should, it, it doesn't run as efficient. It doesn't, it doesn't do that. And, 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 you know, with your move to Nashville, was a big step. You're in music city, the band coming together, the tour with Nita Strauss, the tour next year with Nita Strauss. Um, I know a lot of people are excited for you, myself included. So for all three of you, um, this is a really big deal and congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're very excited. Um, this is like November. That was our first big tour. 
Um, we had no idea what to expect, but our expectations were way too low for what we got. I mean, everyone was so good to us, and I mean, we can't wait to go back now. Well, I mean, what's really remarkable about this is that you guys have, you know, moved to Nashville. Uh, Zach, where are you located at? Uh, I'm in Cookville. I'm like about an hour outside of Nashville. Okay. All right. So you guys are all relatively in the same place. Um, You guys are around musicians constantly. And that matters too. You know, when you're around music and I had an interview with Amy Darling probably about three months ago and she was originally from LA. She, she moved out to Nashville and I don't know if you guys agree with her, but what she said is LA is a lot more cutthroat where Nashville, everyone's looking to help you. If you need someone, everybody's, everybody's willing to, to help out because everyone's a musician there. Everybody wants everyone to succeed. Um, And that's a a really good environment for artists to be in, especially young artists as yourself. Yeah, I definitely think everyone has been welcoming here. Um, Any questions that I've had, like I'll post them in like Nashville musician groups. Everyone is so like willing to help, which I don't, I mean, originally we wanted to move to LA and I mean, Diego from LA, he was like, no, we're not doing that. Like on top of that, um, we were thinking like, oh, how about let's live on Sunset, like right where the rock is. And, you know, I'm from SoCal, so I'm just like, if you live on Sunset or you live an hour out, the time is still going to be the same, just paying triple. It yeah. LA wasn't the move. It was not yeah. the move. Yeah, so we're uh, glad we moved to Nashville. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to consider that, too, as a band. I mean, your expenses in California, you know, alone, you know, w- would be way, probably 10 times what they are now yeah. in Nashville. Um, and that matters, especially when you're when you're putting everything into music. And, and everything into being successful, the last thing you want to do is stress about how how much a gallon of gas is or how yeah. much a grocery bill is. I mean, it, 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 it that you, you want to take all that stuff out of the equation and focus solely on music. And, yeah. and I think that was just a, a huge move for you guys to do that. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started on the gas because I just moved in technically last night this morning. I drove all the way from California over here. And in California, there were places where the gas was like, Five fifty, almost six dollars a gallon, and then over here it's like two ninety. On tour in LA, my dad and I, we were driving the van home, mm-hmm. and we had to get diesel. It was in the six dollar oh, range. It's... <laughs> That's crazy. I'm going out there in a few weeks to celebrate the New Year there, and yeah. uh, I have I have friends and family that live out there. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I I mean, hotel prices and everything is just so much more money out there. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So the Nita Strauss gig, we'll get back to some other things, but how did that all come about? So I have a pretty long history with Nita Strauss now, um, a growing history. Um, So, man, what was that, 2017? I had just turned 15, and I was going to see Nita Strauss, just one of her solo shows at um, Ground Zero in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I had seen Nita Strauss with Alice Cooper about three months before that for the first time. I didn't really know who she was. I just showed up to see Alice Cooper with my dad, and I was like, whoa, there's a girl there. Um, And I don't remember this, but my mom, when she tells this story, I came home and I told my mom, "I've I've never seen a female do that in my life, and that's what I want to do. And I mean, she's called the hurricane for a reason. 
And so, anyways, there was this show in Spartanburg. I was going to go to it. And in the Facebook event, they were like, we need another opener. Email this person. And I was like, I'm 15 years old. They are not going to pick me. But that's never stopped me before. And so I emailed and I got the gig. So I was 15 years old opening up for Nita Strauss. And she was like on the side of the stage the whole time, like recording and like, go Abby. It was was so nice. Um, And before the set, I asked um, a person on her crew. I was like, hey, she was in the Iron Maidens. We play the trooper. Would she be able to play the song? Because, I mean, you never know if you don't ask. That's how I got the gig. Absolutely. They were like, no, absolutely not. Anyways, that got back to Nita that, oh, this little girl asked if you could play on stage with her. And, I mean, as soon as we started the Trooper, I saw her backstage get her guitar on. I cried on stage. I was like, what in the world is happening? Nita Strauss is playing the Trooper with me. And she's singing the harmonies into the same mic that I'm singing in. What is happening? (laughs) And so that was really cool. And then afterwards, she took me out to um, where she was on the bus and talked to me. I mean, so encouraging. And, I mean, she's such a huge inspiration for me. And so when May 2019, no, 2018, I might be wrong on my years. I don't know. Everyone's um, wrong on their years now because everything over the last few years is like run together. No one can differentiate it's like a year somewhere. It's all within yeah. one large screen. Yeah. <laughs> so she was playing in Charlotte, which is actually closer to my hometown. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to open for this show again. So I emailed the venue. Sorry, we already have our opener. Well, there's, there's a real pattern here. I will be told no, and I will still work for it. So I went directly to Nita, and I was like, hey, I want to open, but the venue said no. What can I do here? And she talked to her booking agent and had the booking agent talk to the promoter. I got on as direct support for that show, which the fact that she would even do that is like, she, she's That's a awesome. great, great person. Yeah. Um, and so I played that show, and then we've kept in touch um, you know, females in the music industry kind of have to stick together. So I've, I've gotten lots of advice from her. And when this tour came around, I messaged her. I was like, Hey, um, can I open? <laughs> and she was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let me figure out who you need to contact. And I mean, she got me that information. I emailed and that's kind of just how it happened. I just asked. That's pretty incredible. I mean, we, we talk a lot about on this podcast about legacy artists or artists that have are in a better position to help out the emerging bands. And a lot of them don't. Um, And it's nice to hear that Nita does that, you know, because like I said, there's a lot that allow the promoter or allow their management company or record label to line them up with another band that, you know, maybe, listen, anyone that, you know, opens up for anybody is, is deserving, but it, it is nice when you see a young band on a big tour or a young band on a, on a, on a tour with a reputable artist like Nita. So that's a huge, huge deal. Um, That's so awesome. And and then of course the whiskey go-go, I mean, that is like the, it's like a cathedral for, for rock rock bands everyone wants to play every i mean i mean guys i mean zeppelin's played there you know know. um van halen's played there 
I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, I can't even, I'm like almost like getting emotional thinking about it because that's like an incredible place to, to, to play. Yeah. So I never get nervous before shows. That is the only show I have ever gotten nervous for. Not because like of what it is. I'm like, holy crap, Alice Cooper plays on this stage. Yeah. And Lita Ford, I'm like, all of my heroes have played here. And so I kind of had like a, a happy little freak out beforehand. I was like, what am I about to do? <laughs> but yeah. I think I was probably a bit, not, not that I wasn't excited, but like I, I'm from SoCal. I, I played there a couple of times. I first played there when I was like 14. So everyone's like, oh my God, the whiskey. And I'm just, um, for a lot of musicians, it's kind of famous that it's on the sunset, it's on the corner. So it's really hard to do load in. So my, everyone's like, oh, that's the whiskey. In my brain, I'm like, I'm just 10 steps ahead. It's like, oh, I got to deal with loading in the gear from the, from the street. And it was just like this. I don't know. It was, it was interesting. It was an interesting you know, dichotomy of having grown up there and playing there all the time. Mm-hmm. What about you, Zach? I mean, how did you feel playing at that venue? I mean, it was probably the best show I've played. Um, I, don't know, I was just super excited for it. I've never played. I've never been to California or Los Angeles. So within like all in the same two days, I went to California, went to Los Angeles, played at one of the most famous venues. So and had load in and had in and out for the first time. Um, and that's some, uh, like, I don't know what's better, right? In and out or playing the whiskey go go. But yeah, also like Diego said, load in and load out was kind of a pain, but I think it was worth it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just remembered I wanted to jump in. Um, you mentioned the 2018 Nita show. Yeah. If it weren't for that show, I wouldn't be here because that's how I first found out about Abby. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought, yeah. Yeah. Nita, well, Nita posted about, about, you know, the people that play and you were one of them. And I was like, okay, cool. It's some other young kid like me trying to do the rock and roll thing. I'll follow you. And then, you know, I was like, hey, you want to do a collab? And then it took us like a year and a half to do. And now here I am moved across the country. Okay, so Nita Strauss basically gave me one of my brothers and um, a really cool guitarist. So Where? Thanks again. What do you mean where? <laughs> it's you. <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, when you're on stage at the Whiskey Go-Go, did you ever have the thought like, this is where Zeppelin made their American debut on this stage? I mean, yeah. that's like pretty crazy. <laughs> so during the actual set, I try to not think about it. I was just like, okay, it's just a show. It's just a show. But in It Should Have Been Me, that was my first song I ever wrote, first song I ever released. I sing, flash forward 20 years, I make a big appearance on my stage of dreams. And I sing that line all the time. And it doesn't like hit me that hard or anything. I mean... Because I haven't reached that. Flash forward 20 years. I wrote that three years ago. But I looked at my mom and my dad. They flew out to California for this show. I looked at my mom when I sang that line. And I teared up. And I I may have shed two or three tears when I sang that line. Because for the first time, like I'm opening for one of my biggest heroes at the Whiskey Go-Go. Where so many of my huge ginormous inspirations have played i mean it was crazy so yeah that was definitely like a bucket list thing for me that came true that's heavy what do you mean that's heavy? <laughs> it, that is pretty heavy i mean when you think about it you know there are bands that are that are out there who've never played that venue um 
And it, it's pretty remarkable that you had the opportunity to do that. And it's a well-deserved opportunity because of all the work that you guys put in. And, you know, I got to tell you too, when we had that conversation earlier in the year and you were telling me that you were going to be moving to Nashville. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, for you to do that move and have all this other stuff happening, you're adjusting to being a homeowner. You're adjusting to living the first time away from home. I mean, these are all big things and uh, big things keep happening to people who keep working on those big things. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you can never, you can never think small. Um, you always got to go big. And like you said, anyone, all they can say is no. Right. Yeah. I mean, at least you ask, but you'll never know. Yeah. Zach, when you were on the stage, the, the, the whiskey go-go, did you do like a bottom, like fill or anything like that? Just to pay tribute? Not really. I try not to change stuff because, okay. you know, I kind of got into the rhythm of playing the songs, how they were for however many shows before. And if I try to change something too drastic, I'll, you know, I'll do something wrong and mess up and make everybody upset at me. So I don't really, <laughs> I don't really want to have that happen, especially there. Yeah. <laughs> I fully condone you throwing in more bottom drum fills. Please do. We have our blessing. <laughs> As far as in and out, did you guys go with the secret menu? No. <laughs> no. Um, no, so No animal I, style? I didn't. Um <laughs> Diego knows what I'm talking Diego's about. Diego's getting well, very excited. Oh, oh, oh I, I know on, all hold about on, let this. Let me finish my sentence. Okay, so I'm gluten free, so okay. I haven't had a cheeseburger for like a very long time. And I was gonna go ahead and say you know what it's iconic let's just do it and it was a day off so I had a cheeseburger and I think it's probably just because I haven't eaten that for so long and like also I mean it hurt so I mean eating it came with pain it just it wasn't worth it for me because the aftermath I had such a bad headache but I did it it's iconic. I've had it in and out. That's all that matters. <laughs> Gotta get back on that horse, Abby. Next time you go out there. <laughs> You're just wrong? No. No, I'm sure it's good. It's just like I lost the taste buds mm-hmm. for, for cheese. It happens. It happens. You gotta try again. That's all I'm gonna say. No. But if no, if, if it's if it's a if it's a health issue, then no, you shouldn't do that. You yeah. know. I get well. such terrible headaches from gluten. <laughs> but Diego knows what I'm talking about when I say animal style. Oh, you know, you know, I know what animal style is. <laughs> I had a, I had a friend once when I was out there, gosh, I don't know how long ago it was, ordered an eight by eight animal style. That's sick. That's so yeah. Cool. He got sick. He did. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Cause I remember he sat down with it and I'm like, you going to eat that whole thing. He's like, yep. I'm like, Good Lord, <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to be a bad evening, you know, and sure enough, he got sick. Yeah. Like Eight the patties of beef. Yeah. The most I've seen is like a four by four or you know, like a three by three or something like that. I've never seen anyone try an eight by eight, probably for that exact reason. Yes. Yes. You shouldn't do that. Anyone listening, do not do that. <laughs> it, it, it is not worth it. Absolutely not. There go my plans. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? touring together for the first time i mean you guys started in the south i think in louisiana right and then you made it all the way to california you spent a few a couple weeks together um how was that 
in terms of the dynamic of the band, getting to know each other? Because this is really the first time that, you know, you're, you're kind of stuck with each other in the same vehicle traveling across the country. So we probably all three have different answers for this. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, would you like to go first? Sure. That was not only my first like big tour, but it was my first tour period. Um, so it was, it took a little getting used to being around them and Matt, the guitar tech tour manager, driver, everything, you know, yeah, everything. It took a little bit of getting used to being around them 24 seven. And there were a lot of times in the van, you know, driver and the passenger will be awake and the others would be asleep. So it wasn't like too chaotic or anything, but there were a couple of days, everybody was tired. We had to get up at like, you know, five in the morning and drive three or four hours and we would get tired and would kind of get to get to us a little bit, but it was a good experience overall. I think. Mm-hmm. My turn. Yeah. Oh, I hate everyone. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I think, you know, at first, you know, everyone's all cheery, happy. Then over time, you know, the touring, you know, being tired and hungry all the time kind of gets to you. And you start to learn the habits. Like, you know, like Zach said, you don't get a lot of alone time. You're just kind of around everyone all at once. So that mm-hmm. can kind of get overwhelming at times. But it's just more learning how to adjust and deal with the people around you. So because I know there were plenty of times where I was like getting grumpy, but I realized, oh, wait, that's just me being tired. And I would deal with it. So lots lots of good learning experiences. Definitely, you know, nothing we couldn't handle again. Yeah. Well, that's good because we're doing it again for longer. Oh, really? Yeah. In January. Wait, when? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So for me, man. I already know you, Andrew. I was the only girl. I'll start with that. And I also did not have brothers growing up. So I did not know how annoying Three boys can be. And if you show them or tell them, hey, that's annoying. Please stop. They keep doing it. fuels their fire. It gets 10 times worse. So, oh my gosh. I'm going to embarrass you guys. The amount of like fart jokes. Oh, you know it. Mm, No, I just, (laughs) it, it was a lot. But I mean, at the end of the day, both of them, I mean, they are like brothers to me. And I, I love them most of the time. Um, but we started to really learn each other's like habits and routines and what we need. Um, like for example, I'm a huge introvert. And so doing a show and then standing at the merch table for two hours after that, talking to people that takes a lot out of me. Um, and so after a show, if we get back in the van, I want to put on my pajamas and I don't want to talk to anyone. And they're very respectful of that. And I mean, of course, it took some getting used to because we've never done this with before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were basically living together in the same small van for two weeks. Um, so once we started to get into a routine, everyone was really respectful of what we all need. And I think that was good. And I also think that not everyone in a band would respect that. So I think I, I have some good people to tour with. <laughs> That's important, you know, and, and what's a good road trip without some fart jokes? That's all I'm going to say, you know. A good I mean, road trip. That's yeah. what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, one of the things that I, you know, have learned in conversations with a lot of artists is how you do need that self time, uh, yeah. when you're on tour, you know, and it's not always easy. It's not, um, you know, sometimes it's more of a challenge than it is others, but I, I, you know, I know when after loading happens, I know I'm thinking of a couple conversations where, you know, if a guy's really into vinyl, they'll go check out some record stores just by themselves, or if yeah. they just want to go grab a good a cup of coffee and just kind of decompress. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys find yourself doing that just to kind of, because that really, I mean, that, that helps any relationship when you have an outlet, when you're on top of each other constantly and you don't know how, where to go, you know, that's when things do get a little more tense because people are feeling it. Yeah. Um, I had one outlet, like it wasn't, we really didn't have a lot of time to go out and explore because a lot of times it was either go to the place of sleeping or go to the venue. There wasn't a lot of time between. So what usually what I would do is I'm kind of a night owl and everyone would kind of pass out, but I would, you know, take like extra hour or two to shower, get changed. Usually I would opt out of like, if we had a bed or a couch, I would opt for the couch, let everyone else get a bed. So in the time where I'm setting up, that would be my like decompressed time. I have my headphones, everyone's asleep, and I kind of just vibe. By the next morning, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. ready to go. Yeah. And um, not alone time because, I mean, it's really hard to get away from the people you're touring with, um, especially when you don't have a lot of time. But it was just kind of nice a few times the three of us would go to dinner together, just get out of our routine and – get out of the venue, out of the van, just go sit down and have dinner together. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, we do need alone time, but we also need time as friends. Um, Because friends and bandmates, we're the the same thing to each other, but bandmates in a touring situation can get kind of stressful. And so just sitting down and joking around with each other, that I think that was good for us too. There are also a good amount of times where that dinner was just all of us just sitting in silence, which yeah. still worked. We were hungry and tired. Yeah. Silence is, is good sometimes, right? I mean, you know, you, you got you to gotta understand the relationships always, you know, you have to respect someone's boundaries and, you know, be coming together for the first time, especially, you know, Zach, how long have you been in the band, you know, before you guys went on this tour? I joined the beginning of September. Okay, I think. Yeah. So a little over a month, basically, mm-hmm. a couple months, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you're fi- you're trying to figure out your space or your, you know, where you fit in this band, and and you know, you then you guys hop in a van together and you travel across the southern states, all the way through Southern California. I mean, that's that's um, that's no small feat. And my point is, is that you guys should be happy with yourselves that. You guys have the perspective that you have. Yeah, thank you. So how did the new tour happen? How did how did that? I know they were mentioning this while you were still touring with them, but when did it really become official? Um oh man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so much has been going on. Um probably about a week after the tour ended. So around Thanksgiving. Okay. Um and that's like when we got the final like yes. And I was so like relieved when we got that. I was worried that we wouldn't um that something wouldn't work out or they would find a a different band that they wanted to take. And so 
when I got that, I was just so excited. And so that same day, I posted something on my Instagram story, like a questions box. Who should we tour with in 2022? And Nita said, me. And I was like, oh, she's just be nice. I, I did not put that together that she meant, hey, you're touring with me again. Because um, I got that email two hours later after she said that. Um, so I, I already posted like my response on my story like, oh my gosh, I so want to make this happen. She's probably like, it, it is happening. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Because um, I, I didn't know for a few more hours. So yeah, that was that was a good day. That's awesome. My favorite video of Nita is when she went and visited Jason Becker. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's just an incredible video, uh, inspiring video too as well. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. I think I watched that video before I knew who uh, Nita was. Because I, I was the first I was a big Jason Becker fan and, you know, loved the story or sad by the story. And I saw the video about Nita and they kind of came together. But it's like, oh, wait, Nita, oh, that's Nita. And then that's Jason Becker. And they're hanging. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And there was the video of her recently playing his numbers guitar with mm-hmm. one of the Alice Cooper shows. That was, that was really something. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. As far as touring with Nita, moving to Nashville, touring with Nita again, you guys got some new music that you've been working on. And, you know, 2022, um, I would think you're expected to release more music. Um, in what form is that coming? Is that an EP, full-length album, more singles? So, January, we will have our next single out. And this will be, if all goes as planned, this will be the last single before our first album. And that'll probably be fall. Um, it really just depends on what kind of emails come into my inbox um because i mean obviously if we get asked to go on the road we're not going to record our album in february like we kind of want to um so we do want to have our debut album out in 2022 so that'll start off with a single um and honestly you haven't heard anything yet i am so proud of this next single and the direction that we're going Um, This is the first one that we have the three of us. I mean, we're just, this is the first one with this lineup of Abby K. And I think this is the best lineup we've had yet. And I mean, just what we created, it's so heavy compared to like my first single, It Should Have Been Me. That's a borderline pop song. I mean, yeah, it's a rock song, but is it? (laughs) And so... Compared to where we've gone in two years to our next single, I mean, I'm really proud of the direction that we've we've been going in. And I think we originally planned on taking the first eight singles and making that into like a 12-song album and just having four new songs. But, I mean, it should have been me. That's not who we are anymore. That's you got to save that be. stuff for the bonus edition of yeah. the album. So, I mean, that's always, It Should Have Been Me will always be my favorite song because that was my first song. That was pretty much the start of everything for me. I remember the reason why I wrote it so vividly, way too well. And, I mean, it's just, that's not our sound anymore. I think we've really evolved into a very solid sounding group. And we're 
I mean, this is the tightest we've ever been, the three of us. And so I really want to embody that on the album. So you're going to hear songs that you've heard before, but it's not just going to be two or three new ones. It's going to be mainly new material. The direction you're going as a band, do you feel being on this tour enabled you guys to do that? So maybe a little bit. Um, Our single that's coming out in January, eventually I'm going to slip up and say the name. So 99 degrees Celsius. Um, Just going to go ahead and get that over with because it was going to happen. That is, man, I, I think I wrote that in May of this year. And it was just a normal rock song. And then we went into the studio in September. And between his influences and, well, Zach's influences and Diego's influences, like, I was like, oh my gosh, I love what you're doing with this. And, I mean, again, this was the first time the three of us had ever worked together in a studio. And so I think just getting everybody's backgrounds and history all together, I think it blended really well. And then also being on this tour, we did play this song live, mm-hmm. um, unreleased. Next tour, it will be released, and we will be playing a new unreleased song. Um, but I think, honestly, from when the first show to the last show, it definitely evolved and got more, I don't know, I don't want to say heavier because we didn't change anything, but just the way that we played it. The attitude of it. The attitude, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I would say being on tour with such metalheads um, definitely impacted us a little bit. Myself included. <laughs> now, as far as this natural progression of the sound that you guys are becoming, was this something that evolved organically or was it a, a challenge to all three of you guys to kind of go this way? So I like to think of it is it should have been me. That was, you know, borderline pop. Dirty Love, that's, okay, that's a rock song. Dirty Love, people think that's country. Like, it's on um, a few country radio stations. I'm like, what? Wow. I don't know what happened there, but, I mean, sure, I'll, I'll take it. More streams. Um, rock the Rock, we got a little bit heavier. I thought that I loved you. We took it down a notch. But then we brought it back up with Pay Attention. Um and then Dodging a Bullet, I Swear, that one got a little bit heavier. Because of You is a little bit heavier. And now 99 degrees Celsius is a lot heavier. And Proper heavy. It wasn't intended. <laughs> I didn't say, okay, let's, let's, let's go heavier. Let's try it. It just naturally happened, and I think that's the best way. Yeah, you know, especially as you guys are kind of building up that synergy between the three of you. You know, that's exciting. It has to be exciting for all three of you, too, is that even though you guys have kind of been different parts for a while, you know, coming in and now doing this tour with Nita, you guys are becoming one, um, you know, after kind of kind of being kind of, you know, this person comes from here, this direction, this direction. And I think maybe this tour is what kind of solidified that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah. Do you find, well, you kind of answered the, 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 my next question already. I was going to ask, will the touring delay the music or, you know, is there a plan to, you know, try to get it done and as, as quickly as possible, or are you going to find the time to do it to right by it? What do you, what do you, what do you envision? So at least for 99 degrees Celsius, that is going to come out. Um, 
a few days before the next tour starts. Um, and that is for sure because we've already recorded that. Um, it's currently in mixing, and that's all stuff that I can communicate with on my computer from the road, so nothing will be delayed there. Um, as of right now, we want to record our album in February, going into March, um, and have it out in the fall. But, I mean, like I said, if some big band says, hey, we want to have Abby K open on our tour, we're probably going to do it <laughs> and push our sure. album back a month um but honestly right now we have no idea with our album um we're like in the very beginning stages of it just trying to figure out what songs we want on it um because we we had it all set and then i wrote 99 degrees celsius and then i wrote another song and it just keeps getting heavier (laughs) um and so yeah i would say 99 degrees celsius that is that is definitely coming out in january um the album it depends on what happens in the next few weeks <laughs> how about being in 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 nashville in itself i mean how is that for your growth as musicians so i've been here for about three months diego's been here for less than 24 hours so um <laughs> but zach he's also done some work in nashville but i'll say for me at least um the first night I was here, I co-wrote with another girl that lives in Nashville, and that was really opened my eyes. We wrote like a a pop country song, and you know I'm trying to explore other genres, of course, because why not? And I realized like all of my lyrics are so generic, and I was like, "Whoa, what did you just do?" And I mean, we just learned so much from each other, and it's just like everyone is creating all the time. And I think it's so inspiring to be around like-minded people. And then also like on, what was it, Halloween? I was at a party with Zach in Cookville an hour away and I left early. I had no reason to leave early other than I wanted to put my pajamas on and go to bed. So I went home, put on my pajamas, laid down in my bed, turned on friends. Literally two minutes later, hey, we need a bassist tonight. Uh, The gig starts in like 30 minutes and it goes until one in the morning. I was like, I'll be there. Because did I want to? No, not necessarily. But I'm so glad that I did. Because I had a great time. I got to play music that I've never played before. Played a bunch of country songs. Um, I met a bunch of people. And I mean, I made connections. It It was really fun. So I'm glad I did that. Yeah, it's interesting you say that about the country bands, because I had True Villains on a few months ago, and they're from Nashville. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those guys played backup in country bands. And there's a lot of rockers that do play in in country bands as the bassist, the drummer or whatever, just to just to make some money and and put food on the table. But but there there's a lot there's a rock scene in Nashville that's really prevalent. And, you know, what you talked about, too, I mean, that's just the power of Nashville. I mean, I think about the bands that I've talked to in in the two and a half years I've been doing this. And I am amazed about, you know, the ones that are in Nashville. It's, you know, you guys, it's the Dead Deads, it's True Villains, it's Amy Darlin, it's Tuck Smith, it's Goodbye June. Greta Van Fleet's even in Nashville now. You know, they're based in Nashville. Um, It just amazes me. And, you know, you got a big producer in Butch Walker who's, who's a rocker dude who's out there now too, as well. Um, it's just absolutely amazing 
that it gets kind of designated as a country and Western town, but there is a thriving rock scene in Nashville that uh, is like one of the best kept secrets, I think, in the country. Yeah, um, that's definitely true. Um, there's so many like amazing rock clubs here that have really good and talented rock bands all the time, especially local ones. And um, that's definitely something we're trying to get into. Um, on this tour with Nita, we're actually playing our first full band Nashville show. Wow. At the East. And um, we've all done our own things in Nashville. I've played at the Mercy Lounge before with like one of the rare hair jams, but this is the first time that the three of us is Abby Kay are rocking Nashville. And we're so excited for that. Are there any other venues on the next leg that you're excited about playing? Honestly, we're playing like all new cities and I'm so excited for that. This is the first time we're going like out to the Midwest. You know, when we lived in or when I lived in North Carolina, we did like the the whole East Coast strip. And so now that we've moved here, it's like we have new states to work with around us that are easier to get to now that we live in Nashville. And so I know I have a few friends that live in Iowa and uh, Missouri, Kentucky that are going to come around and see me. And then also, it's really cool that I'm playing in Asheville, North Carolina, because that's about two hours from where I've played the last four years. And so I have a lot of people that are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to come see you in Asheville. And that's always really nice um, when you're on the road and then you get to the Whiskey Go-Go and your parents are there and your friends are there. So that'll be really good to kind of have a little bit of home. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's huge. I, I mean, you know, obviously there's no Chicago on this, on this, uh, on this leg. 22. We are, uh, I so badly want to get to Chicago for you. We will make it happen. I, I know venues. I mean, I, I don't know how to, you know, but I know venues that would be perfect for you guys if you guys ever yeah. came up there, you know, whether it's Chicago or the surrounding suburbs. Um, there's some really good venues that I'd love to see you guys at, but it's a great city. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, I know if it was like better weather, I may make the road trip to Des Moines. I think Des Moines is like four and a half hours, but yeah. if you get stuck in a snowstorm, it, 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 uh, it's no fun. It's no fun. Yeah. Um, Diego and Zach, you know, question for you guys is, as you, you know, last year at this moment, when you were thinking about what you're going to do as musicians, where, you know, how excited are you both to be a part of this and coming together now as like a real band and playing, you know, as a, as a, as a unit, how much does that excite you? A lot. I'll say a lot. Cause this point last year, I was just, I was like in a real like low point, obviously, you know, it's 2020, a lot of us were, but I was like in a place where I was like, oh man, you know, I'm keep doing music, but is anything going to happen? But, you know, um, but then, you know, more and more stuff started happening. And that's when I got the text from Abby saying, do you want to record this? And then it went to, do you want to be in the music video? And then it went to, we're going on tour and now you're moving across the country. <laughs> so it's definitely been a large incline from where I was last year to where I am now. And I know it's only going to keep going further. Well, you get better. How about you, Zach? For me, especially last year, everything 
that I do went away. All my gigs went away. Uh, December is usually a really busy month with Christmas gigs. They all went away last year. And so I was just kind of stuck in my apartment. Um, I had all my drums just stacked up in my bedroom because I stored them at the music building at the university I went to, and it was kind of locked down. And so all I had was my practice pad, and I was like, you know, playing on a practice pad for six months doesn't quite do the same thing as being able to go out and play live does. So I'm super excited to be able to actually play for people again. And it's with people I like and music I enjoy. So, As far as you being in the band, I mean, you're, you're the new guy. And uh, how, how did that come about? How did that come about with you joining Abby and Diego? Well, um, their previous drummer is a friend of mine. And whenever they made the move to Nashville, he's, he's more based in Charlotte. Uh, he didn't want to make the move up here, so they had auditions for a drummer. And so I sent in, you know, I reached out and recorded my video and sent it to them. And I guess Abby could tell you more about the selection process than I could. We had 50 drummers audition. I was expecting to have like two, 50. And something about, okay, it got down to the final two. And I was like, we could go with Zach or we could go with this guy. And I was like, Abigail, I call myself Abigail, sorry. What are you doing? Go with Zach. Um, not only because he's a great drummer, but we interviewed him and he, like, the two boys, like, they got along so well. And I want that. I want my band members to be able to be best friends. And, I mean, I don't know. They just, they connected so well and I loved that. And also, he was already in Nashville, and that was a huge plus. Um, so, I mean, just everything kind of pointed towards Zach. And, I mean, I think we made a good choice. Do you, Diego? Yeah. It was weird because the first day I met him was the day I flew into North Carolina when we were still out there. And I was on, like, I was up for almost 24 hours. I got, like, two hours of sleep. So, like, I'm delirious and, like, Instantly, didn't even matter. We were getting along, cracking yeah. jokes. That usually takes months to like get mm-hmm. to that point. Yeah, they definitely gelled well mm-hmm. and got each other. Yeah, that's huge. You know, mm-hmm. um, well, I'm excited for you guys. I'm, I'm happy for you guys. I mean, I know how hard you've worked, Abby, and I know putting this band together, Diego and Zach. I know how hard you guys have worked, and. It's just great to see you benefit from all that hard work and, and see the, the rewards from it. And I think it's going to keep going. I mean, you guys got a big 2022 happening. You're going to be starting it off in probably the most kick-ass way. And uh, and then you continue on with new music or another tour, you know, who knows. But, um, you know, the sky's the limit for you guys. I think um, at the end of the day, you guys have everything to be proud of, you know, to, uh, to be, and, and also to build on your success, you know, um, it's going to be huge. Thank you. Well, guys, thank you very much for doing this episode. I appreciate it. Um, I, I look forward to 
seeing more success from all three of you guys and seeing more success with the band and, uh, you know, have it all continue. And you guys can obviously drop by anytime you want and be on the show. So <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. All right, everybody. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. You've been listening to my interview with Abby K, Diego, and Zach. And catch them on tour and the first part, first month and a half of 2022. Check the dates on Abby K's site and also Nita Strauss's site. And go check them out live. And uh, you will be hooked on Abby K. Uh, take care of yourselves. We'll chat soon. And stay safe out there, everybody. Thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.